Carruthers. I'm Jeffrey Walls T. And, and welcome, welcome to Woodsburn Oaks. podcast with the sole goal of putting our beloved town of Woodsburn Oaks on the map. Join us week by week as we interview local legends and talk about local events. And in this week's episode, JT, you got to interview our local private investigator by the name of Carl Cakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, it was great to sit down with a colleague and a peer and this, this great guy. So really look forward to that. Jeez. Oh, just give, just give me a second here, Wendell. I just oh, gosh. All right, folks, uh, in case you're wondering what the heck's going on here, uh, last week's episode, episode 21, we were talking about, uh, at the end of it, uh, that Cable Pulsum, local uh, franchisee owner of a gym, mm-hmm. Phil the Woodsburn, was holding a workout in the park. Yeah, he sure did. He held it, for sure. And uh, it looks oh. like, uh, gosh, JT, I thought you said that you'd be able to pull it together before the show. I can. Okay. Just I'm stretching out here. Right? Give me a second. Who knew that cable would be pushing us all so hard on a Saturday morning? It doesn't well, make I any mean, sense. You should have known JT because I actually specifically called that out in last week's episode and then uh, made it right. clear again as you showed up to the park on uh, just making sure you knew that it was going to be a vigorous workout. And uh, Oof, I guess uh, that didn't sink in. No, I just, I thought like you were kind of like, JT, please go to the park with me and Betty. We like to work out on the weekends, and I just I thought you were trying to hype me up, you know, get pumped so I'd I'd do the workouts. They'd be easy, and I'd, I'd feel hyped up. But oh my gosh, hmm. I'm not sure how just uh, voicing how they could be strenuous on you could do that. But okay, I, well, it's, you know, it's that classic that classic thing they teach everyone at, at psychology school, where hmm. you know, where you say one thing and it's like. Oh boy. And I, I just feel a different way about it. Like you say, don't, and I do. So good um, on you. Well, JT, just to clarify, this was in no way an attempt at reverse psychology. This was actually, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just me telling you the truth um, yeah. about what you could expect from it. Just to make sure you were yeah. clear on getting what, what you were getting into. Apparently it didn't sink in, but mm-hmm. now you're feeling the pain. So yep. Ooh, uh, yeah. I think we, we both are right. You, you um, seem pretty. Why aren't you sore? Huh? Cutting um, corners? Well, no, no. Actually, I mean, full disclosure, I am actually sore. I'm quite sore, actually. Um, so, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm just uh, holding it together a little better. <laughs> are, are you sure? Looks like you could be holding it together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, get to a couple more of those workouts in the park there, buddy. Well, I mean, JT, the thing is I went to the event expecting to be sore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the following days. So it gave me a self to prepare for it. So yes, I'm sore, but I, it was an expected thing so I can power uh-huh. through. Okay. But you just, you don't, you don't look like you're in, <laughs> you don't look like you're in pain. That's well, cool. exactly. And that's so. due to all the reading I do. What? I've honed in on how to have my body attuned yeah. with my mind. That and so I can sense. cope with the pain better. And okay. so uh, unlike you who apparently thought that going to one event was going to lead to a, a higher level of athleticism than I, maybe feeling like uh, like you are now. Um, I did my research. You know, it's I, I researched what all the the bodybuilders and the in shape people do. I had I woke up, I had an eight egg omelet. Mm. All right, I had a protein shake. I don't like the taste of the protein powder, so I didn't put it in. Mm. And then I you know I ate a couple more eggs, hard boiled. 
Okay. I put some celery, some kale. Oh. Then, yeah, that's oh. a really heavy breakfast before a workout, JT. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't throw up there in the park. Oh, well, no, I made it to the restroom. I don't think that's... That's... Ooh. Thank goodness for that. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry, I just... I don't have time to do all the research that's necessary. You know, you could just, I guess, hire a professional for that cable really should have told us. Well, JT, maybe so. Mm -hmm. And speaking of hiring professionals to get you information, what do you say we go to that interview you did with P.I. Carl Cakes? Thank God. Okay, but first, a word from this week's sponsor. I'm just glad you record this interview before the workout in the park. Mm -hmm. You're a real mess right now, JT. Well, you know, they say, Wendell, one man's mess is another man's triumph. What? He said that one man's mess is another man's triumph. I'm Bill Rubbers, founder, owner, and CEO of the Bill Rubbers Galoshes Warehouse, the leading provider of galoshes this side of the planet. I built this company with nothing but a dream, a lot of drive, and the perfect last name. As our namesake makes clear, we've got galoshes of all sizes for all occasions in which precipitation is possible. But it doesn't stop there. We also specialize in a variety of other fine rubber-based products. Slickers, yellow full-brimmed hats, knee pads, pocket liners, and balls, just to name a few. Make the right decision and head over to the Bill Rubbers Galoshes Warehouse to keep those suede tassel moccasins clear of any unsightly water stains. Open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. at the corner of Cherub Street and Salisbury Lane. Mention the promo code, my gosh, it's galoshes at the checkout and get free rubber sock patch kit. See you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this week I'm joined by one of the unsung heroes of Woodsburn Oaks. Sure, we've met Sheriff Cherry of the local police department, but what about those that don't work for the government? What about those true crime fighters that work independently? This week I'm joined by private investigator, Carl Cakes. Carl, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me on the show, JT. Yes, and you know, it's it's funny how we met, and I'm glad it, it turned into what it did. Uh, for the folks at home, it's, it's funny. I actually originally reached out to Carl uh, to hire him because I was having a personal issue at home with a, mm. a certain food delivery that was always arriving late. And that's when I explained to you that I don't process food delivery complaints. Yes, and while I hear you loud and clear, I think a constant late pizza is something worth investigating. Maybe so, but that's not going to be me. So, I well, well, not yet. Maybe mm. one day. Uh, but I guess could you explain to the audience what it is that uh, you do do? Because if you're not out there investigating late pizza deliveries, I'm not sure what it is you're you're handling. Yes, I'd be glad to clear this up for you and your audience. What a PI does, which may vary from town to town or PI to PI, just depends on the settings of a town. For example, in Woodsburn Oaks, there are three particular investigations I am repeatedly hired for. One of the most common ones is that which I dubbed unfaithful pets. And that would be? I'm hired for this job when an owner suspects their pet is actually going to a neighboring home to beg for and receive food. Interesting. But it's obviously not a crime to just feed a a neighborhood animal. I mean, if a cat shows up on your fire escape, 
You're allowed to feed it. In Woodsburn Oaks, if someone gets caught repeatedly feeding someone else's pet, they have to take on all vet bills for a duration equal to the extent of time the trespass has been occurring. Oh, that's a pretty, that's pretty harsh. Another common one I am hired for is what I've dubbed covert covetous stares. And, and what is a covert covetous stares? To clear it up for you and maybe your audience, it's nothing to do with stairs. You would climb up or down. Okay. It's actually to do with your eyes. So oh my gosh. clients hire me to investigate suspicions of neighbors covetously staring in a covert fashion mm-hmm. at items owned by the client, such as fancy cars, yeah, well-maintained flowers, prize-winning dub feeders, and things of that nature. Right, but it's, I mean, obviously it can't be a crime in the town of Woodsburn Oaks to, you know, maybe your your neighbor has a large TV that you can see from your apartment, so you're always looking across at their TV because it's bigger than yours. That, that can't be a crime. In Woodsburn Oaks, it's considered a form of trespassing when prolonged, unwelcomed staring <clears throat> is made at someone's property. Oh my gosh. Then... The uh-huh. one that's very common in the elderly community that they hire me for is what is called Wi-Fi theft. Huh. And what is that exactly? So in the elderly community, it is not uncommon for my clients to not put a password on their Wi-Fi router uh-huh. because they don't want to remember the password or deal with anything of that nature. Uh-huh. So it opens it up for someone to drive along maybe in their van next to the home of the elderly and steal internet. Oh, I, are you sure that's a crime, though, in the town of Woodsburn Oaks? I mean, surely that's, that's got to be just a, a lack of cybersecurity on the part of the geriatrics. Well, it is on them to actually, if they want to securely prevent it, like locking a door, for example, uh-huh. they should put a password. But if the door is left unlocked... A random person off the street should not walk into the home uninvited, just like a random person should not take internet from the Wi-Fi, even if it has no password. So we're, we're just talking about like a slap on the wrist here then. No, no. In Woodsburn Oaks, if a person is found guilty of Wi-Fi theft, the guilty party has to pay the victim's internet service for at least five years. Oh my God. Depending That's on how long it goes, but it starts at five years. Uh, and, and so I guess if they're paying their fines and everything, Carl, how do you as a private investigator make your money? Well, that's the beauty of it, JT. I am hired by an hourly rate that I work out with the customer. And for every hour that I am researching, every hour that I am observing, mm-hmm. and every hour in which I am reporting, I am paid for those hours. That's that's very similar to a business I, I actually run. Mm. Uh, I, I go to where a warehouse, a warehouse, mm. and I, I put boxes on one shelf, and then I put boxes on another shelf, and I build a company for the hours I'm there. So yes. you and me, very similar. Very I similar. guess you could say they were similar. However, mm-hmm. one thing that I also do is meals in which I consume while on the clock are to be reimbursed at cost. So if I'm and, out late at night hankering for a steak uh-huh. i go to eddie duke's yeah i get a steak i get reimbursed for that i'm not making any money off that but i should be fed 
and not have to pay for it out of my own dime. And so it's just a flat hourly rate, huh? So I guess how much would it cost then for me to have you investigate this pizza stuff, huh? Well, again, I'm not in the business of processing food delivery complaints, but one other thing I should point out is if anyone's considering my services, should my investigation yield results Uh that allow the client to win a court case, I am entitled 30% of that winning. Wow. That's not even half. Nope. It's a, it's a fair price. And if, of course, they don't actually win the case, it's not my fault. I still get mm-hmm. paid for the hours I put time into getting it. It's their suspicion. I'm just getting the evidence. That is terrific. It is great to hear that we have uh, business-savvy members like you in our community. You are out there. You are ensuring that you get paid no matter what, Carl. That's terrific. Yes, that's right, JT. I've got to take care of number one. It's a very mm-hmm. astute observation. And... The beauty of it, again, is that it's low overhead. I'm right. the only employee. I don't need an office. Work out of my house. Work out of my my car. Uh-huh. It's perfect. So I, I feel really grateful to have this as my job. Right. And I guess, have you ever thought about any other jobs? Have you ever thought about, like, I don't know, being a baker, perhaps, given, you know. Are you specifically asking me? If I've ever thought about being a baker because my last name is Cakes. Absolutely. I mean, that is, I'm sure you can appreciate the hard-hitting investigating I was doing here. Because, you know, much like in the days of old where someone with the last name like, uh, you know, Shoemaker would probably be a a clogger, perhaps. Mm. Uh, Certainly, you must have explored the option of being a baker at at one point or another. Um, No, JT, I didn't. I never wanted to pursue Anything in the realm of baking does not interest me. However, I must admit, my father did actually try to go into baking. Ah, see, there you go, Carl. I was so close. I knew, mm. you know, it's it. sometimes it makes me think I might be a clairvoyant just because I was so close. I was sure you were a baker, but, you know, sure enough, it just turned out to be your father. I was off by one. Well, okay, yes. Well, my dad, as he started this business, he didn't really have... Just to be completely blunt, didn't have any talents and yet was desperate to start his own business. So mm-hmm. he attempted to start a bake shop called Cakes's Cakes. Wow. That's that's terrific. Cause you know, I'm I'm a huge cake lover. I love cake. Mm. I I baked a cake the other week. I was telling Wendell about it. It mm. was delicious. Uh Tiramisu is easily one of my favorite cakes on earth. It's, it's I know it's a little controversial. It rides the line of uh, ice cream and cake, but uh, you said it was called, I'm sorry, what was the name of that bakery again? Cakes is Cakes. Not familiar with that. Is that is that in town or are we, is your dad located somewhere else? Well, it's not surprising to me by any means, JT, that you do not know of this bake shop because it never took off. And this no. is specifically due to my dad's complete lack of talent and absolute zero knowledge of baking. Oh, you see, Carl, that's just terrible news because my my expectations shot through the roof here just a minute ago. I'm I'm always looking for a new cake joint. Do you know of any uh, cake joints in town that you've worked at as an investigator that maybe no. I should explore? I've yet no. to do any investigations for or by cake companies. Well, that's too bad. You know, it's really sad to hear that your dad's business didn't work out so it was just the lack of baking then that kind of put him under huh and basically zero talent 
But yes, Cakes is Cakes was one of these experiences, but there were many failed attempts that my dad put into play uh-huh. that I ended up picking up the pieces for. And I found that during these times, I had a real knack for investigation for it, such as how do you file for chapter 11 bankruptcy? So these mm-hmm. are things that I did the research for. Dad couldn't do it, didn't know how, couldn't figure out sure, how. Sure. So it was up to Carl Cakes to do it. And as That's- I did that, I realized researching is for me. And I researched what I could do to use these researching skills. And PI was the one that struck for me. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, I I arrived to a similar conclusion through different means, Carl. Mm. I think of myself somewhat as a a private investigator as well. I have a investigative Mm. journalism specialty that I practice on a weekly basis. I actually have my own variety column. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with it. And um, Mm. so I think you and I have a lot more in common than you might think. Mm, Well, okay, JT, that's great to hear. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I've covered all kinds of issues in this town. You know, Hot Streets, that was a story broken by myself. Hmm. Uh, I did some real investigation uh, work on that one. Uh, You know, I think we're all familiar with the corrupt crime syndicate that is known as Oaks Construction. Hmm. Uh, There's a stale slice slinger. And then, like, the local government tricking residents into doing, like, lawn maintenance at the local park and, and framing it as a competition mm. i heard some of the residents spent weeks practicing for that and just to hear that it was all a poise is terrible and so you know carl i think it really is uh, similar to what you do in that in that vein mm. well <clears throat> yes i guess you could drop some loose parallels i suppose to that so mm-hmm. um yeah and so of all these cases that you're referring to um how long did it take you to solve each of these cases. Yeah, you know, Carl, no case is solved overnight. Mm. Uh, I put the hours in, uh, but I got to post once a week here. And the topics can get a little stale if you go week to week. So I make sure that, you know, I, I never give up. I'm always looking for new information, new leads out there. But, you know, I got a deadline to meet. So however much information I have by Tuesday night, that's what's going up. So the investigations are ongoing, but um. I'm sure, you know, we'll we'll post a conclusion to one of them soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure if you stick with it, you'll you'll get it. That's that's great. Thank you, Carl. It's it's really nice to hear. Is there uh anything you think the town should be aware of? Any cases you're working on currently that might be a hot button issue we should be aware of? Well, JT, I'm very glad you asked that because there has been indeed one specific type of request that's been skyrocketing lately in this town and I think uh, it's very curious that it's coming up now so often. And that would be... Well, maybe through your many investigations, you, you might have already heard about this. Oh, al- almost assuredly. I mean, chances are pretty good. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the case. Well, lately, many local residents have been requesting my skills as an investigator to learn about what specifically is going on with their failing plumbing. Interesting. You know, it's... It's funny you said that I'd probably be aware of this because, Carl, I absolutely am. As you mm. are, I'm sure you're aware as a fan of the podcast, my co-host Wendell Carruthers had a plumbing issue in his house. So that was last week. Uh, when did you first learn about this? Over the past couple of weeks myself is when I've been hearing about these cases as they've been coming to my door. And what these residents 
are asking me to do is explore their plumbing once it extends beyond their property and then becomes government plumbing. You see, Whisper and Oaks residents can't explore plumbing once it mm-hmm. becomes no longer their plumbing, but government plumbing as it leaves their property line. So as a PI, I am considered a third party and am licensed to research a given client's request. In these cases, plumbing should it extend into government sector as it does often. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been trying to get me one of those licenses, you know. Yes, it's essential if you want to actually expand an investigation past government bureaucratic tape. Yeah, and would you mind just sharing with the, uh, <clears throat> our listeners everything you've learned? Because I, I've certainly have shared, Wendell has shared. I think it's only fair that you also share what you're aware of. The most that I can say is this is an ongoing investigation is that I am being hired by clients who are trying to get the bottom of their most recent plumbing issues. And that's the extent of what I can share. As as I mentioned, it is an ongoing investigation. Right. Right. But I mean, you're on the pod, you're here, you got the headphones on the mic in front of you. You might as well just give us, you know, a few details to work off of. So Carl, take it away. I'm sorry, JT, but I can't go against the PI code. Ethically, I am bound to keep this confidential until its conclusion. Well, I mean, Carl asked you to come on here as an equal and appear, and I'm afraid that's not happening. And it looks like we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, is there anything you would like to plug before we end the interview? Well, yes. I just want to let the audience know that I'm always taking on new cases. And I want to make sure that if you have any sort of issues, folks, that you need solved, any mystery any issue, just call Carl. And now, a word from this week's sponsor. Hey, I forgot my computer. Can I use your computer real quick and access the internet through your Wi-Fi? Uh, you know, I think your computer's down at the moment. Hmm. Hey, everyone. Wonderful Inventor Derek here. If you're anything like me, you spill turpentine all over your inventor's workshop. Well, fear not, my brother, as I have an invention for you. The patent-pending turpentine powering a nozzle will keep you from losing even one drop. Step one, remove the lid of your turpentine product. Step two, attach the patent-pending turpentine powering a nozzle. Step three, pour your turpentine into your container of choice and remember to smell for any inconsistencies with your product. that's, that's, That's some good turpentine. It's making me a little light handed. All right, give me your leg. All right, yep. Oh boy. Hold still. Come on. Hold on to the chair. There you go. Is that better? Man, I feel great. 
Yep, exactly. Oh, thank you for that. That's what good reading does. You learn all these kind of uh, things. I'm telling you, JT, you got to pick up a book once in a while. You learned that in the book? Yep. Well, uh, JT, that was a great interview with private investigator Carl Cakes. Really yes, beneficial. thank you. Really beneficial. Yes, it was, it was really great to get to sit down with a, a fellow investigator and, hmm. and really learn about an expert in their craft. Mm, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I think I see what you're trying to get at there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what did, what, did you, what did you think about the interview, though, especially towards the end? Well, uh, I assume you're referring, of course, to the plumbing issues that have apparently been coming up for him that he's getting. <laughs> I could have been referring to anything, but... Uh, yes, yes, I was specifically referring to the plumbing mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. And uh, yeah, you know, I think that that's still probably just a coincidence. I mean, Carl mentioned himself that he can't disclose anything right now. So we really don't yeah. know anything. We just know people are asking for him to look into something, but we don't know anything about it. So yeah, and, I think and maybe it is. We know nothing. Maybe it is uh, all a big coincidence. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, we got a we got a two for one special going on the kaleidoscope. All that meat's got to go somewhere, right? Well, I mean... I guess, but I mean, right. even though, like, even if that were the case, JT, I mean, since the Pipes, Wipes, and Gripes Act, we uh, widened the pipes, so, I mean, it really shouldn't matter if someone's eating in excess mm-hmm. in deli meats or whatever. It shouldn't be causing plumbing issues for that, so it's got to be something else. Right. So, I, I guess then uh, what, what caused your plumbing issues then, Wendell? Well, I mean, that's still a big question mark. I haven't heard back from Paul Andrew yet, and I'm not sure I will, and I think that's kind of the whole his whole plumber union thing. I think that's kind of the thing Carl was hinting at with right. bureaucratic red tape. So, I mean, right. I, and that's why you, that's why you got to call Carl. I, I mean, sure, but I'm not gonna, because I don't, I don't really think I want to spend money to have Carl look into my plumbing issues when everything's working fine. Now Paul Unger took care of it and I don't really need right. to pay Carl by the hour to look into that and uh, pay for his next steak dinner. So well, I think uh, just it's fine. Really sounds like, just sounds like you got a lot to think about. Huh. I I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Well, like, uh, didn't you say you were going to start a like a uh, the, like some kind of book of the there was a book of the month book of the month club thing? You were going to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I was thinking that that might make sense for a segment and be kind of fun, as I mentioned on the last episode. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it a little bit more, and I'm wondering, you know, if our audience really wants to have to do homework by reading a book and just so they can participate in the, in yeah, the segment. I, I definitely wouldn't. So. I mean, and then there'd be the portion of the audience who wouldn't get the chance to read the book. And so then I feel like they were out of the loop and I'd feel bad about that. And I don't want that. So, yeah. And you don't want to feel bad for your co host either, who um, necessarily didn't have time to read the book that week. So, uh, yeah, sure, JT, that, that too. I guess, you know, if you're not going to do the book thing, then this week it is your turn. So, what are you going to replace it with? Well, you know, I, Honestly, don't have a really good idea there yet. So I, I think I'll just have to give it more thought, JT. I don't, I don't really know where to take it mm. from here. Hmm. <laughs> oh, um, oh, JT, I thought we got the take care of it with the stretching. Huh? Are you you're really still struggling here? No, I'm just I was just trying to think of a new segment we could do. But uh, thanks for your concern. Oh well, uh, no problem, JT. Yeah. Oh. Hey, that's it. That's it. What's that? We start a segment that really dives into the great things that define our relationship. Well, I don't know. We, we could um, we could call it friends forever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Uh, maybe it's not catchy enough. Well, I don't know if we. Well, that that's that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Mm? How about that? Mm? 
yeah, we call it that's what friends are for. It'll document, you know, all the cool things we do for each other in hopes mm. of inspiring deeper friendships well, I, amongst our listeners. You know, I think we could really take that far. Uh, JT, I'm not really sure we're qualified to. You know, we could tell stories like the time I planned the camping trip for us to spend quality time together. Well, I'm not you know, sure we really had. Or like the time when you. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Like when you, there was... Um, well, JT, there, it sounds like we still have some more thinking yeah, to no, do. Yeah, no, hold on. Hold on. You... Hey, you know what? That, I got an idea. Trying to think here. We still have that right in a Whisperin yeah. section. So that one's yeah. fun, right, JT? Right, right. But when was the time that you... you now, there's an idea, your... folks. Why don't you write to us and give us your ideas on what we could do True. at another segment? How about that, JT? Does that sound like fun? Oh, hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. That, that could work. What's that email again, JT? Time that, huh? Our, our email. What's that again? Uh, that would be woodsburnoaks at gmail.com. Yes, that's right, folks. Send us your ideas for a new segment or anything else you'd like to send our way. Woodsburnoaks at gmail.com. Wendell, Wendell, I'm having trouble remembering a time that you did. Well, that's about for it for me. this week, Just... folks. Until next time, I'm Wendell Carruthers. I'm JT. And welcome to Woodsburn Oaks. Oh.